so I know it's been a while. Like everyone, I've been dealing with some things and it has my attention going elsewhere. Literally has my energy flowing in places that it's really not needed. Because, as you know, there are things we can control and there are things we can't control. So, in my house, no, we haven't had the big C word, but ever since the school year started, so I have two teenagers and I have a toddler, and ever since the school year started, my son um, didn't go to school last year, and of course the year before it was COVID, so he has not really been exposed to all of the germs, all of the people, all of the situations because he's been literally in his room since last year, except for small gatherings, football practice, things like that. So here comes this school year that we were super excited about. Everybody gets to go back to, to normal sort of, and things like that. Well, here comes the germs. So my son got this wicked cold, like wicked cold, acute upper respiratory infection is what they called it. And then my littlest got it and she actually got it the worst. I think there was actually something going around in her school because I feel like she probably gave it to us and then got it again. So she was out of school for a little while and then I got it and then my significant other got it well she goes on antibiotics finds out that we're allergic to antibiotics and here we are four weeks later dealing with a child who isn't feeling great is on medication that she's not used to being on and throwing one tantrum after another if any of you are moms you'll understand where i'm coming from When you have a child screaming bloody murder and not understanding what to do with their emotions and just continuously screaming because they are frustrated, it weighs on you. It weighs so greatly on you that it becomes a part of who you are. It manifests in things that you are doing, the way that you are handling things. The way that you are seeing things, the way that you're feeling things and knowing things, it really plays a huge part on everything in your life. So when you're continuously in a situation that is outside of your control, you literally shut down. You literally look for resources or ways to help you feel better. And you kind of get kicked out of your daily routine. So I like to say that life is all about ebbs and flows. We have really, really high highs. We have really, really low lows. And then we have that calm, that status quo. And the really highs feel so good that when the really lows hit, they feel even lower than low. Now, this situation may seem like it is nothing. It's normal. Kids get sick. Moms take care of them. Things happen. But it's no small thing. The way that an incident or an illness or 
something out of the norm can weigh on your emotional state, can weigh on the way that you feel and do things. So in the beginning of everyone getting sick, I was really calm. I was actually feeling really good because I was surprised at the fact that I was literally laying next to my four-year-old for a week straight with her an inch from my face, literally sneezing in my mouth. And I didn't get as sick as everyone else. So that wasn't a testament to what I've been doing for the past three years, staying super healthy, mind, body, and soul. So if you don't know, um, I am actually a fitness coach as well. I work out anywhere from five to seven days a week. I am a whole food, plant-based vegan. I don't take that much medicine because I haven't had a need for it other than the occasional occasional allergy med. So I was super proud of the fact that I didn't have to, and I felt really good. And although like my kids were sick and they were really, really like in my face and in my space, my body handled a lot. But repeatedly getting emotionally beaten down causes emotional trauma. So bear with me on this. So everyone in my house has been sick. When you don't feel good, you act and react in a certain way. Your, your patience is short because you don't feel right. So my son being a 16 year old hormonal child, and then my significant other being a man. And he also has, um, he's immune compromised. He has ulcerative colitis. So every time he gets sick, it activates or causes him to go into a flare up. And then my four year old, I'm going to tell you a little secret that I really don't tell a lot of people because it's not that I'm embarrassed, but I feel judgment. And I know this contradicts everything that I ever talk about because the only way to not be judged is to not judge, right? So I guess in my mind, I judge myself about this probably because what people have said to me. So my daughter just turned four in October and yes, she's still nursed mostly at bed or when she was, um, not feeling good, but she still nursed and it was a little bit taxing on me. And I did not want to do the, the work to stop her from this because every time that I had tried before, even when I went away for a week, it was like, it was harder just to stop than to just keep going. So I gave myself a way out. Well, I decided because my oldest child in January got the COVID vaccine because she felt very adamant about getting it. She was very fearful about getting COVID. She had it once. She was very sick. She does have asthma. So because it is her body, her choice, that's the way I feel, um, I allowed her to get it. So she got it right away. My choice for myself was not to get it yet. I needed to feel a certain way. I needed to be ready to actually get it. These are my thoughts and my feelings as far as what that looks like. And I respect and honor other people's thoughts and feelings about it. So here comes about a month ago, my sister-in-law tells me that my 
she got tickets for my son and my daughter to go with her and her husband to the city to go see a show and you have to be vaccinated. Okay, fine. That's fine. So I presented it to my son and I asked him what he would do. At first he was like, no, I'm not getting it done. And he thinks he's funny. You know, he says that he identifies as vaccinated 16 year old boys, shake your head, laugh it off. Um, so finally I came to the conclusion, let's talk to him about it. See how he feels. We decided to do it. So Um, last Tuesday I took him and myself and we both got our first vaccine and because of this I felt that it wasn't something that I wanted to give to my youngest who is four right now I don't know I don't know how I feel about it that's not what we're gonna talk about right now but right now I didn't feel like this is something that I should expose her to. So I told her, listen, mommy's getting medicine. You cannot nurse anymore. She was really good about it. She didn't do it. And even through her being sick last week. Now, this is how she was sick last week. And I think the thing that helped her is the fact that her throat was really sore from stopping this nursing. So she had this upper respiratory infection. She got on antibiotics. She turns out she was allergic to amoxicillin. I gave her her last dose of amoxicillin on Tuesday morning. Thursday, she tells me her throat is hurting. She actually said her neck and I see a rash on her neck. So I'm like, oh God, she probably has strep throat. Friday, her entire body breaks out in this rash. So I take her to the doctor and turns out she had an allergic reaction to amoxicillin and she has Coxsackie. Um, So because this rash was so bad, they made us go to the hospital to get blood work done and all this other stuff and put her on steroids and Benadryl. And here we are a week later, still has the rash still on steroids. So literally every single day since last Friday, multiple times a day for no apparent reason, the poor thing gets violent and screams and yells and you is incoherent to the point where there's no calming her down. And, you know, me being a cancer with an Aries moon, I am can. And the reason why I've started this journey of spirituality and fitness and nutrition is because my emotions are very hot and very cold, okay? So I'm either really, really good or really, really bad. So in the beginning of these fits, I was handling them very, very well. Um, You know, understanding, being very sympathetic to her because I understand that she cannot control her own emotions. She's a four-year-old child. So I was being very sympathetic. I was being very caring and very understanding and allowing her to experience this emotion, trying to soothe her where I could, but giving her that space and allowing her to remove herself um, from the situation a lot. And then when she was finished having her fit, I would go in and comfort her and things like that. Well, cut to multiple breakdowns a day, literally screaming in my face and not allowing me out of her 
way because I feel the best way to deal with a fit like that is to put your child in a comfortable, safe space, allow them to have this emotion and walk away because when they are seeing you in their face present, it causes them more emotions. Like, why aren't you helping me right now? Why can't you fix this right now? And then you tend to get frustrated, right? You can't control what she's going through. So it's frustrating. You can't control the the screaming or the crying. You can't. So it gets frustrating. So automatically emotions hit. Her screaming becomes your screaming. That feeling inside you, I don't know if you can feel the emotions that I'm actually talking about. If you guys have actually been through something like this, like it literally feels like a suffocation, like your whole entire body is engulfed in this, like in a closet, in a room that you have to break free out of until you actually become explosive. And I found myself reacting in this way to her and screaming back at her because it was so frustrating because she kept repeating these needs that she had and they were silly needs. Things that I had already fixed, like for example, um, the cable went out yesterday. I couldn't fix the shows. I couldn't fix the fact that the Wi-Fi was out. So not even my phone was working for her to watch her shows. And because like when you're in the house, you know how it still connects, even if you turn it off, I couldn't fix it. And I tried to explain it to her that it wasn't something that I was doing, that it was something that was out of my control. And when you're four and when you're manic like that, you can't fix it. You can't understand that. And I broke a few times and I realized like, this is not the mom I want to be. This is not who I want to be. This is not how I want to react to my child. So I literally tried to shut the door. Like she followed me into my room and I placed her on the bed. She didn't like that. And I'm like, listen, I have to get into the shower. I needed to step away from the situation because I didn't want to react to her. I knew she was safe. She's five, four years old. So she wasn't going to hurt herself. She wasn't going to get hurt. So she stood at the door of my bathroom while I took a shower, screaming, bloody murder. And I closed my bathroom door or my shower door. And I stood under the hot water, thanking God for my patience thanking God for my strength and my compassion, thanking God for the peace and the ability to deal with the situation. And then I cried and I cried for as long as I needed to, almost blocking out her screams because there was nothing else I could do. Because as a parent and as a person really, When someone else is going through something and they are literally breaking you down by what they're going through, intentionally or not intentionally, it has the potential to break you. And feeling those emotions from my child, like knowing that I couldn't help her, there was nothing I could do to help her feel better. There was nothing I could do to help her understand. There was nothing I could do to help her. It was frustrating. And I was getting angry and I felt that volatile state coming up that I needed to step away from where I was for a second. I needed to 
stand in that shower and cry. So I did. And I allowed that to wash over me. And I allowed that to be what I needed in that moment. So I stood in that shower and I cried. And then I thanked God for the release because I had been holding it back and down. I had been pushing it back and down because there was no other thing I could do with it. I did a breathwork um, intensive on Sunday and there was so much that came up. Like I didn't have any breakthroughs, but I allowed myself to feel the feelings and, and feel the emotions. But I was still, because it was still happening, I was still feeling those feelings. And then on top of it, I felt like I was alone in this situation. Sometimes as moms, we take on everything because we are capable of taking on everything because we are capable of handling a lot until we can't anymore. And because we are so capable, people allow us to take on all this without even offering help. Even if you don't need it, it's nice to hear that you are supported and you are helped and you have the support that you need. But so often we don't get that. I didn't get that. I wasn't given that. I wasn't offered help. I was being screamed at. I was being told things that weren't very nice because the other party in the situation didn't know how to deal with it either. And the only way that this party knows how to deal with it is through anger and through screaming and yelling and force and ego that it made me realize something. We are in this alone. We are here alone. Even though there are people around us, even though there are support systems around us, even though there are coaches and and therapists and loved ones and mothers and brothers and husbands and boyfriends and sisters and friends. It's simply our life. We have to deal with our emotions on our own for ourselves. We have to live our lives on our own for ourselves and whoever would like to contribute to that in a positive way is a bonus, right? So I am not saying like, let's exile ourselves because people are amazing. People are wonderful. Having community is amazing, but you have to be willing to not depend on other people unless they are willing to give you that support. Okay. Nobody wants to support somebody that they don't want to support. Nobody wants to help somebody that they don't want to help. Do you understand where I'm saying? You have to be able to save yourself. You have to be able to find those tools and find those outlets and find those sources of help and nurturing and love and therapy within yourself. And anyone or anything that is added to that in a positive way is just amazing. So here's what my point is to you. 
when you're expelling or wasting energy on people, places, and things that you cannot control, you are causing a detriment for yourself, to yourself. You are causing yourself more stress than you need. So by healing yourself and tending to your needs first, it allows you to be open to others. It allows you to help yourself and then help others because you are no good to anybody else unless you can help yourself. You know, I keep seeing this stuff, you know, like I'm constantly on social media, like Instagram and Facebook. And there's this one um, reel on Instagram. I don't know if you're familiar with them. And it says, hurt people, hurt people, healed people, heal people. And I think that's the truest statement ever. When someone is attacking you, when someone is coming at you in a negative way, it never hear me. It never has anything to do with you. Okay. You may be a symptom, but you're not the cause. So whenever anybody is your problem, or if you feel like someone is your challenge or something somebody else is doing is triggering you, it's just basically saying that there is something that they are bringing up in you that you need to heal. It's not their actions. It's just something that you see from their actions that's allowing you to feel this way. So let me go back to my daughter having this constant fit. The reason why I was reacting to her in the way that I was is because I knew she was not okay. I knew she was frustrated. I knew that she was not feeling a hundred percent. I knew that she could not control what she was feeling and was acting out. And let me show you the circle. I was feeling frustrated. I knew that I could not control what I was feeling and I started acting out. Do you see how that goes? Do you see how it's a reflection? We are a reflection of other people's energy. Other people's energy are a reflection of our energy. So the reason I was reacting to her is because I was feeding off of that and I felt like I was out of control because she felt like she was out of control and we were both frustrated. So what I needed to do is I needed to step back and I needed to heal me for a second. I needed to handle my emotions for a second because I am not capable of handling anybody else's emotions. I am not capable of healing anybody else's emotions. What I am capable of is handling my emotions. What I am capable of is healing my emotions. What I am capable of is healing me. And by healing me, I can act in a better way to their emotions. Does that make sense? I can act in ways that are out of love and are out of support and compassion instead of out of frustration and anger and resistance. So the reason why I have been so out of it is because, or the reason why I have not been on here as much is because I was not able to feel what I was feeling. I was not able to 
gather my thoughts and my feelings into complete sentences because I didn't understand why I was feeling this way. I didn't understand why I was reacting this way. And it had everything to do with the fact that I was allowing myself to put my energy in places where I could not control. Allowing myself to react to my partner who is going through whatever he is going through and doesn't know how to deal with it. I was allowing myself to react to my children who are going through whatever they are going through and I did not know how to deal with it. So I'm not saying don't be loving and supportive and caring and have that compassion. What I am saying is prepare for it. And we don't have to always be 100% okay. It's okay to have your meltdowns. It's okay to be frustrated. frustrated. It's okay to feel out of control. But then breathe. And feel it. And acknowledge it. And allow it to be a part of your journey. And growth and healing and love. And allow things to be out of control for a little while and have faith that everything happens for a reason. That these are all our lessons. That every single day and every single moment, it is something for us to grow with, to grow through, and to grow from. The reason we are put on this earth is to experience love and be successful feel that freedom and that that expansion and the most loving thing you could do for someone else is love yourself because if you do not love yourself you are incapable of loving someone else if you are not capable of unconditional love and acceptance for yourself you are not capable of unconditional love and acceptance for someone else So when you are having those really low lows and you beat up on yourself for having those really low lows, instead of saying, okay, I see this, I acknowledge this, what is it that I need? And then give yourself exactly what it is that you need so that you can be the person that you have to be. Because like I said before, yes, It is all about your life. You are only living your life. You are only one person. You are put here on this earth. You are born as one singular person. You will die as one singular person. So you must live for that singular person. And everything else is just a magnificent bonus. So love that singular person, heal that singular person, find ways to accept that person for all that they are and grow through love, heal yourself and then heal others because when you are healed and when you are whole, you are so capable of so many things. When you are healed and you are whole and when you are accepting of yourself and love yourself unconditionally, you have that ability to do that for so many other people. And it doesn't feel like a burden and it doesn't feel like a chore and it doesn't feel like I'm doing all the work and you're doing nothing because it becomes 
so incredibly intentional on all ends. You attract what you put out. Your energy is a magnet. So the energy that you're feeling, those thoughts that you're thinking, the compassion and the love and the joy that you have in you attracts more of that. So in turn, the negativity, the frustration, the lack, the fear, the hate, the resentment, the resistance attracts more of the same. So be the love, be the joy. Accept yourself for who you actually are. Love yourself entirely. And know that shit's gonna happen. Shit's gonna get fucked up. For at least what you think is fucked up. Because there is always a reason for everything that happens. There is always a reason for every single lesson that you're going to learn. And then you're going to come out on the other end of it. Stronger and better. And more magnificent. So I hope that you have listened to this and it's brought you something. And it's healed you in some way or it's allowed you to feel something. And I appreciate you giving me the grace to tell you my story and allow me to heal through talking with you. And I hope that you have chosen to improve your mindset over your madness. And if you would like to know more about me or work with me one-on-one, please Follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Colleen Pokish and we can actually chat. Message me or I can send you my calendar link and we can talk together. I hope that you are having a magnificent day and you are living this life to the fullest and loving yourself in entire, your entire self for the magnificent, whole, incredible person that you are. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.